You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Grant Napier, Sean Salisbury on No Filter Network. And, Sean, man, we got a lot to talk about. But before we get to the NFL, i got to pick your brain. You can hand me a cigar. I know you're looking back there for your stogies. Go ahead. You know? <laughs> you know? How you doing, brother? Um, listen, the Hall of Fame vote, you and I both said on Tuesday, we thought Ortiz would get in. We both thought that Bonds and Clemens and Schilling would not. Let me preface this by saying that I detest Barry Bonds. He is, without question, in all of my years of covering professional sports, the most disrespectful, obnoxious athlete I've ever been around. With that being said, if I had a vote, I would vote him to go into the hall. It is incomprehensible to me. It is unfathomable to me that here we are in 2022 and he is not in baseball's Hall of Fame. Well, it's a shrine, and it's if you want to put a plaque that says we've suspected him using steroids and balco and explaining why. Same with if you want to now the Clemens thing because he went to Congress and there's too much personality into this because he went to Congress and fought it. People assumed he was a seven-time Cy Young winner, and I'm with you on Bonds and Clemens. It, it's to me, it's not a Hall of Fame without them in it. It just isn't. Here's why. Here's why there's hypocrisy that. That exists, and I'm a diehard, lifelong Red Sox fan. And Big Poppy should be in the Hall of Fame, and I love Big Poppy. But if you remember in the Mitchell report, Big Poppy was named in it that he was one of the guys that failed a steroid test, a, a PED test, but it didn't count against him because they they kind of there was that buffer zone or whatever we call it. So he was using. Apparently, if he failed the test, I mean, I'm just going. Don't shoot the messenger. Just tell. And he should be in. And they voted him in. They like Big Poppy. Who doesn't like Big Poppy? Great player clutch. His numbers say Hall of Fame. So, but Clemens' speculation, Big Poppy failed the test, even though it wasn't under their umbrella of legality because we weren't testing players at the time. So, I, that, that's, I, I don't get it. So, yeah, I have a major issue with it. And here's my thing. I was doing, we were doing some research today, Grant, earlier this morning, and there are voters. Listen, I'm not saying that the voters who are older, if you're 80, deserve to get your vote revoked. I don't mean that at all. I don't care if you're 30 or 80. But my thing is, there's guys, one's covering hockey and hasn't written about baseball in almost a decade, still voting. One's calling, you know, high school, writing about high school sports, but isn't. Now, I'm not saying that they don't know baseball. Do not misunderstand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but when they talk about, when I talk, they're going to vet the player. For everything he does, and I'm not even talking about their off if they 
drinking in a bar. And I, I'm not even talking about that. I'm simply talking about do I make covering baseball the way that a person who has that honor to vote covers baseball or any sport for that matter, right? Are they covering it every day to want them having that vote? It doesn't, I mean, you know, you get a vote, what an honor it would be to vote. But if we're just handing them out about saying, yeah, you voted this, when's the last time you watched everybody play and study the game? Well, I quit writing about baseball a long time ago, but you're still sending out a vote. It seems like we got to refresh it. And 85% of the new voters over the last handful of years voted Bonds and Clemens in. And the Bonds and Clemens rule exists. It used to be 15 years. Now they cut it to 10 while Bonds and Clemens were in. I don't think the Hall of Fame wants to deal with it because it's not affiliated with baseball, Cooperstown. It's absurd. We get people the whole the, the self-righteous crap. I don't condone cheating, but I, I, I also, the, the hypocrisy is absurd. So, yeah, we don't get it right. So the one thing, the people, I said vet them. We've got people that are voting on a guy's baseball immortality who may not have watched or wrote, written about that sport for a decade. So we're supposed to take and hold baseball Cooperstown in the highest regard when a top five pitcher of all time and maybe the best right-hander argument and argue in my lifetime, Barry Bond's the best baseball player I ever saw in my lifetime, all, I mean, phenomenal. And we're keeping them out of the Hall of Fame because, well, and Kurt Schilling because he votes different than some fucking guy who votes. Me, that's not voting because of somebody's personality or you don't like them or their politics is just as heinous as, 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 as putting a needle in your ass. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? It just seems so. And I've been a bit facetious on that. You get my point. It's like, yep. how are you judging a guy who does that? Yet? You're not voting for him because you don't like him because he didn't give you an extra uh, a read. Most of these guys get it right. But there are some, it appears, that if you're not working in the business, does that still yeah. you deserve the honor of a vote? So I, I don't know, man, but I think it's not I think it's horseshit. All right, you put out a tweet less than an hour ago, and you said, I am blown away daily by the demeaning tweets I see from one to another on here. If someone has a sports opinion from a different vantage point than we do, they can still be right. Quite frankly, we can learn something from someone who sees it differently, opinion shouldn't equal hate. I'm going in a roundabout way on this, but there's so many issues in our society. You know, and I talk about how I detest Barry, but I detest the guy. But with that said, I would vote for him if I had one of the votes. Unfortunately, there's too much venom out there. There's too much hatred out there. And as you said, Kurt Schilling, all right, so he's a conservative. That means he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame or because of some of his comments that, you know, some people took as off candor or off the wall or whatever the case may be. It's ridiculous. It's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. Well, listen, I don't really care. There's plenty of people that I'm not real fond of in sports. But if they're worthy of a being in their Hall of Fame because they were good at their job. And, you know, I'm talking about the, the whatever that criteria is. To me, the criteria is in baseball, judging from some of the people that are in the Hall of Fame that may not have been the coolest, best dudes ever. Um, that, And I like Kurt Schilling. I can preface that. Kurt's been a guest on my show many times. I don't care if Kurt Schilling votes for a Republican or a, or a Democrat. I could care less. When it comes to I, I don't care. 
I really don't, and I think we are. The second somebody disagrees with me, all of a sudden, now we're going to hold it against them. So the guy voted different than you at the the presidential election, and he makes tweets that he's a a strong conservative. So should we hold out a a hardcore liberal because he doesn't think like you do, Grant, or somebody else, or I do, or because and I vote for him because you just don't like him, or he didn't give you an interview, or you thought he was arrogant? The bottom line is that if you can make the argument to me that Bonds... And and Clemens and Kurt Schilling that their baseball between the lines exploits does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, like he said, ah, Schilling early and whatever. Then I don't, I don't listen. But I don't think that anybody with the with the with a common sense brain can make the argument against those three that they don't belong in the Hall of Fame. And if it's personality or, or I understand some of the moral clauses they think the steroids thing, but we can't think. We got to know. In my opinion, I got it. Once I know, I get why you keep him out. With Schilling, that, that's even more blatant simply because they're voting against him because they don't like his politics, and there's nothing more to it. Okay, but, but you know, it's not just the people that don't have blue check marks next to the name. The right. People, I'll give you, listen, I, I, I spend 15 minutes on this on my podcast tomorrow, and I, I brought it up because I'm tired of turning my head the other way. I'm tired of ignoring this absolute utter bullshit, okay? And people will go, I, I, just for full transparency, it's the guy that is the TV announcer for the Sacramento Kings that I used to have for 32 years. So people would say, well, you know, you're, you're, it, it, and you, you know me well enough. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm better than that, okay? But Mark Jones of ESPN, okay? In the past two years, in addition to liking a tweet when Nick Bosa tore his ACL, Okay, because Nick Bosa is a Trump supporter. After the Packers lost on Saturday night to the 49ers, Mark Jones of ESPN, all right, liked and shared several tweets tying Aaron Rodgers to QAnon, Donald Trump, and a half horse, half human. And then there's all these tweets that he uses in his example, Bobby Burak of Outkick. I, I'm looking at him right here, okay? And Mark Jones either shared them or like them, and they're all disparaging, mean tweets about Aaron Rodgers. So it's not just the guy who's, you know, in his basement, and I hate to use that analogy. It's not just the unknown. It's not the guy with just two followers, okay? It's our network freaking announcers doing the NBA, college, pro sports that's putting out this type of bullshit. So it's it, we, we, we got a huge problem in this country. We really do. Oh. There's no doubt. So when we talk about Hub, who I've known a long time and like, not voting, we, I mean, people just... Hub Arkish, for people that don't know who we're talking about. Who has a, one of the 50 votes for the MVP. I guess, I, yeah, I'm talking like everybody. You know, Hub Arkish, who's been a long-time football guy, yep. and is qualified to vote for the MVP. There's no yes. doubt about that. No doubt. When he, when he says he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers because of the vaccination, he thinks he's just a, a bad guy, is how he put it. So if that's that important, and people just, I mean, went after him. So what is the difference by going after Aaron Rodgers by Hub Arkish, and if you're going to get mad at Hub for this, and he should, listen, if that's the way you're going to vote, you shouldn't have the vote. If you're going to vote on the football side, then you should have it, because he's football qualified, meaning Hub. He is. But if that's the personality, once your disdain for a personality or a vaccination for a player kicks in, 
Yep. Then you lose. Then, 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 then the credibility comes into question if that's why you're not voting for him. So with all the, the, the flack he took, and rightfully so in this case, yep. why isn't the same for the voters who didn't vote Schilling? Well, why are we on the voters who didn't vote Schilling in because of his politics? Because they see it from a different side? I'm asking, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying, I honestly, even as a friend, you know, I try to step outside the, I've criticized friends as a broadcaster when they're coaching some of my best friends say, what's he doing here? They're still my best friend. I still love him. It's a game, it's a, it's compartmentalized for that. It's not a, like I said, because I disagree with somebody or criticize them or compliment, it doesn't mean I hate him and they'll be angry. I don't have anger for him. I think we have too much of that. It's not venom, it's not vitriol. I'm just trying to figure out both sides of this thing and why we do and don't do things. And so well, I, I ask the honest question. I, I go down Kurt Schilling, I think, okay, even as a friend, I'm trying to, I'm trying to decipher, why wouldn't I vote for Kurt Schilling for the Hall of Fame? Regular season numbers, postseason numbers, clutch, World Series rings, strikeouts, um, everything you ask for. And the cops, then they say, okay, the cops and Hall of Fame, he more than exceeds those as well. Yes. Or even is equal to them. So I went, okay, so what's the next reason? It's because some people don't like him and don't like his politics. So you get now, we as a committee, they got to decide. Here's how I decide. I don't care if I think you're a complete royal asshole who voted, who, who doesn't, whatever, who votes for Joe Pesci as president. And, well, because I would too, quite frankly, I'd vote for Joe Pesci because he drops great F-bombs. So I don't care what you do in that as long as you're, Right. You do, that's exactly right. You do your thing, but I voted for you on your on your what you if you're voting for. We could have the Mister Congeniality Award for the Hall of Fame if you want. I'll, we can vote on that too. My yeah. we get a, we get a chance to do the difference maker outside the MVP. It's called the Walter Payton Award in the NFL, which to me is one of the highest honors you can receive. Absolutely. When people vote that for you, it's like good gracious. That's all that. That's the MVP person, right? That's making a difference that way. But on the field, football, basketball, baseball, if you can if you can present a point to me on why a guy's numbers and or performance doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, I'll listen. If you're telling me you don't like Aaron Rodgers because he's unvaxxed, fuck you. That's his business, not mine. I'm not going to vote for him because of it. Or if he is vaxxed and you're an unvaxxed person that doesn't like the vax, he still deserves a vote if you think he was the MVP. If you tell me you thought Brady was better, no problem. Vote Brady. But be real about it. And it's the same with Schilling. Show me where he's not a Hall of Famer on the field, I'll show you fine. But if you present me, yeah, but Sean, I don't like him because he did vote. Well, you, 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 then you lose credibility to me. You didn't have a vote. That's right. right. No credibility. Right. Hey, and again, you know, with Barry Bonds, I listen, is he arguably the greatest baseball player of all time? You can make that argument. Yep. I mean, you could make that argument. Am I okay with it waiting a year or two because of the cheating and the lying? I'm okay with that. I'm okay. You know what? Okay. You know what? You, you, you have all compass. I get it. Yes. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. But we're in fucking 2022, and Barry Bonds is still not going into the Hall of Fame. And again, just for the people that may be just joining us, I detest the guy. He's the biggest asshole I've ever been around in all my years of covering professional sports. And and you know what? Here's the thing that bothers me the most about athletes, college or professional. I don't care if they don't want to talk to the media. I care about disrespect. There's no reason for a human being to be disrespectful to another person the way Barry Bonds was. Barry Bonds was disrespectful to everyone I saw. I mean, it was just part of his MO, and that bothers me. 
but it wouldn't bother me to a point where I wouldn't vote for the guy. So I'm with you when you talk about Hub Orkish and the comments that he made about Aaron Rodgers. And listen, I'm like you. I've had Hub on my radio show for decades. The guy has a wealth of knowledge, and you are 100% correct. He does deserve a vote. But to me, his vote should be taken away. It should be relinquished Great. for the comments that he made about Aaron Rodgers. Because to me, in this particular instance, for this year, voting for the MVP, he has lost his credibility with me, I think, yeah. with you and others. The one-year suspension from it. We're going to put this aside and give it to somebody else for one year. Great. That's okay. I don't care. You, hell, give it to, to, to Joe Buck or give it to somebody who covers the sport. I don't care who you give it to. Uh, another writer in Chicago or Pittsburgh or hell, I know plenty of those cats out there that are freaking good and Hub's good at his job. He just allowed, he allowed personality and disdain for Aaron Rodgers and his dislike for him to skew his ability to vote for a guy. Hub would have been better off knowing that he didn't like that, that Brady, I mean, that Rodgers isn't vaccinated. To simply and doesn't like his personality, even though they've been won thirteen games three years in a row. He, he, without Rodgers, they don't make the playoffs probably in any of those. So he does yeah. matter, indeed. But vaxxed or unvaxxed, and he'd, he'd have been better off saying, "You know what? I think Brady's had a better year." And we can all read between the lines if he doesn't like it. Just tell us in, a, in the interview on the podcast when you got a headset on and a microphone. Ah, fuck! I, I, I think Brady's better, and Brady had a better year. I'm voting, and I, I can't tell you my voters, but let's just put it this way. Brady and Cooper Cup, and uh, I got to strongly consider them. And then kind of would be on him for it because even though in his own heart, if he voted for Rodgers, which or if he didn't vote for Rodgers because of the vaccination, he didn't like him. Just don't tell us. Then we don't. Then we'll get criticized. We don't like him. Then they'll do. But I'd rather hear him say, "I can't stand Aaron Rodgers if he doesn't," and I don't like the fact that he didn't get vaccinated. But he's a fucking monster on the field. I got to vote for him. Because then you say, "Dude, that's why you're one of the 50 voters. You were able to put." personality and your politics and vaccination aside and go from I don't give a shit either way. I just know what I my naked eye when I watch football look at the numbers each week. Who the two best players in the league were this year. They're both quarterbacks and they're both older than everybody else at their position for the most part. And it's Rodgers and Brady. So I, I do have a hard time because we're immortalizing these baseball players in the Hall of Fame or not immortalizing them based on some guys who yeah. allow personality that maybe they got snubbed during an interview. Most of them do a great job. Listen, I, 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 I'm all for it. It's not an umbrella statement or a blanket statement. But the ones who are, and they know who they are. And if you're the committee and you're giving a guy a vote who – Comes to you and says, listen, I cover baseball. I don't write about it anymore. I watch it as a casual fan. Well, so do I, Grant. And so, yeah, we cover it every day. So, I, I mean, am I qualified? Yeah, I'm qualified to cover baseball. I cover it every day. I watch it. And I, but I'm never voting for a guy because I dislike him or, or, or like him. Or, I'm voting for him because Amen. that's rarefied. we got 300-plus dudes in there. That, that's rarefied air. And to deny them like a shilling. And I do get the bonds thing why people wouldn't. Because they still own the, the Balco and all that. I get it. The Clemens, because he fought it, because he fought it. The truth is, if he didn't fight it as hard, if Roger would have just said, you know what, and let it go, probably wouldn't have. But I understand why you guys try to clear his name. We see that all the time. But if Roger ever failed a test to your knowledge, did Clemens ever fail a test? I, I don't think he did. No, no, I understand what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. Are we speculating on one guy? No, I hear you. Who didn't even know it was the umbrella, and that probably should be in too. It's just, gotcha. I don't get it. The easiest way to do it is put a plaque in there and describe why Barry Bonds wasn't 100. Barry Bonds should be, everybody should have given him in. If it was his real career, he'd have been a unanimous vote getter because he had that kind of career. 
So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm all about the morals and doing it right, but I don't like hypocrisy, and it exists in this. A fucking joke. Hey, you're a Southern California guy. Most people know you played at USC, right in the heart of L.A. L.A. is a fucking embarrassment for a NFL market. All right, we saw what happened two weeks ago when the Niner fans went into SoFi and took over the stadium. You got the Rams website, okay, not wanting to sell tickets to people outside of the L.A. zip code. You got the wives of some of the 40 or the Rams players pleading with their fans not to sell the tickets. You and I both know the only team that really would have been a grand slam home run in that market were the Raiders, but the NFL didn't want Mark Davis in the number two market. And I get that. If I was the commissioner, I wouldn't want Mark Davis in that market either. Okay, I just wouldn't. I cannot believe that the Rams are playing for the NFC championship game in their state-of-the-art brand-new fucking stadium where we're going to have the Super Bowl in two weeks. And they're worried about the stadium being full of 49er fans. That is a fucking embarrassment. And again, it is just another indictment, in my opinion, of what a horrible NFL market Los Angeles is. Fucking terrible. Yeah, the, 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 the truth is, when my Trojans are going good, they're better. They're, they're better. People will be Trojan fans and go to games more than they will those NFL games. So I'm proud of my Trojans. But yeah, I, I, you know, it's put it this way if the team's not winning, they just soon be at the beach or the restaurant. I, I get it. I, I understand. I don't like it, and you're exactly right. Being a California guy, I'm a Texas guy now, and they could keep their leadership in California and shove it up their ass if they'd like to. But um, as far as football fans go, I, it's so bummer, it's such a bummer because I know a bunch of my buddies that are there that will crawl 10 miles over broken glass to be at that stadium and watch these games and friggin' love it, right? These great fans. And then I'm fortunate. And it's, it's, I'm a huge Sean McVay fan, but it seems a bit pathetic and, and weird to me. When the, I mean, I understand since, hey, get out there and cheer and thumbs up, let's go. But when we start to get into the ticket business and don't sell tickets local and stuff, it's like, come on. Because I can tell you this, if they have San Francisco, Rams ain't taking over San Francisco, okay? And if they were Pittsburgh, uh, I guess Cincinnati fans, well, you'd be there. Just like when, when Pittsburgh fans go to Cleveland and Pittsburgh's a great mom, Cleveland fans can hold their own just fine. Thank you. You get my point? If it's bothersome, and maybe it's because so many people come and go from L.A., you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. Yeah. The Chargers are there, and the Rams are there, and all this. And there's so many different things to do that it ain't like going to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where it's freaking Green Bay, the Packers. But still then, if you're a fan, you're a fan. And I shouldn't have to – it's almost embarrassing to have to plead. And I got news for Sean McVay. They're going to get tickets, the 49ers fans are, and they're going to be – yeah. And if you, if you blink, they're going to kick your ass, too. So, And I like Sean, but the Kyle's coming six in a row. Uh, if, I was, if you were a smart man, you'd make it seven because the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl, brother. I like the Niners, too, in this game. I, I Listen, there's a reason why they won six straight, although you really can't go back that far because the personnel is different on the teams. But you look at what they've done this year. The way the Niners are playing right now, I keep on telling you this, they, they remind me exactly of the 2007 Giants. They're very similar. Their physicality, their pass rush, their running game. I, I love the Niners on Sunday. I, I really do, Sean. I'm with you. I think they're going to the Super Bowl.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're a bad match for, yeah, and, and I, you know what I hope, I want a bunch of Rams fans, a bunch of 49ers fans, let's get it on and do what football's supposed to be. Let's split it and go, and the truth is, the Rams fans should dominate, because that's their home, but when you got a, it's like somebody coming into your home saying, well, uh, Sean, you go outside, I'm going to cook in your kitchen. Well, you ain't cooking in my fucking kitchen, unless I tell you you're cooking in my kitchen, right? And I don't have to tell you, please come in here and cook, don't, don't cook in my kitchen, you damn well better know this is my house. And unfortunately, that's not the case, but the matchup is a problem, Grant, and it's not six times in a row of luck. It's they create a major issue. And now it comes to execution of that, but they know how to defend them, and they know how to attack them. And, again, the 49ers are the only team in the last eight teams of the playoffs we saw last week and this week that can win a game when your quarterback doesn't play great. The rest, I, I, I'm not sure the rest can. So Stafford's played wonderful these first two playoff games, and now it falls on him again. To go have another one. But the 49ers, Jimmy doesn't have to throw for 380 to win. He doesn't. No. They got carried about 34 times and keep the game in the low 20s to teens and look out. Now, if Stafford's hit and they come out smoking, I don't think they'll blow a 17-point lead this time, but I don't think they're going to get a 17-point lead. So I think it's going to be one hell of a game. Sean had to coach his ass off because I know Kyle will be ready and Mike McDaniel with that run game and D'Amico Ryans. Well, I want to say Rams, LA, I want to – Listen, I think the 49ers, the, the, the 49ers have, everybody's got pressure, but the Rams are still gripping over, okay, we're a step closer and we got all these assets. The 49ers are like, dude, we just do what we do. We don't need to be spectacular in certain places to beat you. I think the Rams do, and I like the physicality. And physica- I think physical beats finesse at this time of year. Most of the time, I'm going with the 49ers too, and I, I take them on the money line straight up. So I, I'm confused about something. You're fucking telling me if I show up at your house with some Wagyu tomahawks and a couple bottles of red wine, you're kicking me out of the kitchen? Is that what you're telling uh, me? I'm going to allow you to walk in my kitchen. I'm going to open the door. I'll even give you a key to come in. <laughs> Carte blanche. I'm a, you're going to walk in, and you're going to pass my guns and know who's those fucking things. And you're going to come in there and you won't really pass them. But I'll show you where they are just in case you fucking forgot. And I'm going to let you walk in that kitchen. You're going to set that great wine and maybe a little tequila down and those Wagyu steaks. And you're going to say, and I'm going to say, man, thank you. Can I pay you for them or whatever? You say, no, I'm my treat. I'm here. We're partying. I'm going to say, no problem. Would you like to cook them? And you're going to say, yeah, that'd be great. I'd say, have at it. I'd say, but you're a guest in my home. You got them. I'd be more than happy to cook them on my, in my home because this is my home. But I will ask you if you want to cook them because you bought them and give you that. But if you walk in and start looking for bottle openers and start opening drawers, and then you just turn on the stuff, I say, first of all, get your ass to the back kitchen grill. I'd say no. So as much as I love you, you're my living room. I might let my kitchen and start to attempt it. I'll let you open the one, but I'm getting the fucking bottle opener, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, back to the matchups, because we always talk about this a lot in the NBA. Matchups are so important. Yep. We, we hit on this on Tuesday, the matchups. There's something about the matchups in this game. Is it the physicality? Is it the ability of San Francisco to rush the quarterback? 
I mean, you look at what they've done. That is such an important factor in the game. You know, teams that can't get pressure on the quarterback just don't win. Obviously, we know about their running game. When you, you just talked a little bit about some of the keys, but when you look at from the 40, let's talk about from the 49ers perspective first, then we'll go to the Rams. What do you see as their biggest advantage in this game? And, you know, the, hey, the Rams front seven is pretty damn good, too, with Vaughn yeah. Miller. They're pretty damn good, too. You know what? I'm gonna, I, I dig a little deeper into this is that um, the 49ers are – Denny Green used to say this to us all the time. Know who to get and how to get them. You may not be the fastest to get them. We may not be now. And we, we, it's funny how we talk about the 49ers like they're something like the, the old school, the, 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 all those poor 49ers. Bosa, Fred Warner, uh, Trent Williams, uh, Debo Samuel. They got some George Kittle. They got five positions that are filled with top three players at their position, and all five of those damn positions. Yet we kind of look at them like, ooh, heavy underdog. Well, they know football. They're brilliant. But the number for me, Grant, they know who to get and how to get them. I take Denny Green. The way he approached it is watch them play, especially watch them on the defensive side and watch how rare – they're out of position. They weren't out of position against Prescott. They weren't out of position. So while you may have better people in certain positions, they're in position. So once you know, okay, this is what we're supposed to do, and I know how to get there, and they're intelligent, I can beat you to the punch. It's like a quarterback who throws late or throws on time. You know, I may be stronger than mine, but if I throw on time, I'm going to get there just as quickly as you with a little more accuracy. So, and it's the same to them. They're not out of position. They scheme so well, and that does matter. But the Jimmys and the Joes know how to make, they tackle, they pressure, they understand who to scheme. Put it this way, I can tell you what's not going to happen. With a game on the line, Cooper Cup's not going to be running against a safety and man coverage. It will not happen. Nope. They'll make sure that they, and it's one thing to know your strengths. It's also another thing to understand your weaknesses and make sure you stay out of them. So I don't think you I don't think you'll see much of that. They're rarely going to beat themselves. Sometimes they do. They all picked the Super Bowl two years ago, but it, there's never always and never in sports, but rarely. And they're getting more physical up front. They control the line of scrimmage, and they are so precise, especially in the run game offensively, that they're so dynamic in it because. Instead of all, you try to get up to the second level. It's not try to get up to the fucking second level if you're a lineman. You get to the second level. It's unacceptable if you don't. So they, they, they've, they, they've always been in Mike Shanahan and now Kyle and the way Mike McDaniel teaches it. They are so good. So half the battle plan is getting aligned right and being in the right place. And so while they don't look spectacular doing it, see, we don't get them sexy because they don't kick your ass 41 to 7. They just wear you. They're a body blow team. That's what they are. They wear you out to the point where your gut hurts so bad that finally when you bend over, they land one punch and you stagger and you can't quite come out of it. It's going to be a close game, isn't it? Put it if there's a blowout, it ain't going to be the 49ers blowing out the Rams. They will not blow them out. If there's a blowout happening, it'll be the Rams blow, boat racing them. But they just hang around, and like any good team, they believe, which is irony because Kyle's had some trouble in their teams in close games in postseason, closing them out. They've done it this year. With the, with the Green Bay and with Dallas before that. So I just love the fact that they're really sound in everything they do, if not spectacular in some ways. But they're at seven. If they're going to win the game, that seven will have to control a, a Rams offensive line that I don't think is great. I think they're okay. 
and force Stafford into a couple of what he's been known to throw during the regular season. But you've got to get him out of rhythm because he's played his ass off yep. in the postseason. And there's something else, and I think this trend has changed the last couple of years. I don't think home advantage, uh, home field advantage in the NFL means anything anymore. I mean, we've seen it again this year in the playoffs. I mean, really, when you think about it, you and I talk about the fuck-up that Buffalo had with 13 seconds left. You know, we talk about Kansas City being such a difficult place. There's no way Buffalo should have lost that game. You got the other three road teams. We know there's going to be a lot of 49er fans at SoFi, so I don't give a shit where the game is. To me, that doesn't matter. When you played, home field advantage was gigantic. It was huge. Is it? Is it? Because of a, you, you, you tell me when you played, you didn't have the communication in the headsets. I know that that's turned off before the court. They finally turned it on late. Right. But late, Michael, at the end of it, we finally did. I wasn't real fond of it because I was always coming in and out of it. I hated it. Yeah, but, like- but, but, so when you look at the trend where home field advantage doesn't mean what it used to, why is that then? Why do you think that is? Well, I, I, I think that. And this is going to sound odd. The communication between players is no longer reliant on. We started to do more handsome. That, that's all they do. They don't huddle anymore, so they get more chance. I mean, some teams do, especially college, but a lot of times they're just yeah. off the line of scrimmage. We're just okay. What are you sending in? Let's go play. So you're giving everybody a little more chance to see things. Most of the time, you're getting all your work at the line of scrimmage as opposed to dicking around in the huddle and then sprinting up to the line with eight seconds to go. Um, it seems that with the big plays and these quarterbacks ability to get going, people shut home crowds up quicker. I, I mean, and I don't know if that's a stat that, that, that bears itself out. It just feels to me. And I think we've gotten to the point that people, fans can, sometimes fans have a home field advantage. If you play poorly in the first quarter can be used against you. It's one thing to be booed when you're on the road. It's another thing to be booed and jeered when you're at home. They're like, I oh, get this fucking guy out. And now you can start to hear the rumbling. So, and that's existed forever. I wish I knew could put my finger on one thing. I, I went to the point now where, and rules of, I mean, and, and, you know, with, with the physicality of the Steelers and the Raiders of old, they knocked the shit out of you and didn't get a personal foul and the crowd's going crazy and a big hit. I, I would think it comes down to that players aren't intimidated and they, they, aren't, they don't feel overwhelmed going into somebody else's building. Yep. Matter of fact, they take it personal and say, really, this is your house? And uh, whose house is it? It's our house. And that's kind of carried into the way they respond and, and say you're supposed to be overwhelmed on the road. And I think people travel. It's, it seems that maybe I'm crazy. I feel like home games are road games and road games are home games for a lot when it comes to fans. Like some of these fan bases, shit. You walk into like when it was like baseball. When the Red Sox play here in Houston, Houston's a great team. That place will be filled with Sox fans. Yeah, and they're a great fan base for their Astros here. So I, I, I'm trying, you know, I've done grab bag and trying to think, I, why is it? Hell, I, I don't know. I guess that sometimes these players are so good that I don't really think they give a shit. Yeah. We were supposed to be overwhelmed by it when I was playing. I don't think guys are overwhelmed by it anymore. As a matter of fact, I think they kind of like, this is kind of cool. This is the way we should have that attitude all the time. But it's it's the communication the way they've got it drawn up, scheming, maybe less training camps. So, uh, and they say, well, that should be home and road, right? Which equals the, the field where guys are just, you know, you're making more plays than the other guy who's focused. And let's say you got three home games in the month of September and you're just getting out of training camp mode and you're running two good teams. I don't know if the statistics bear it out, but it sure doesn't feel like home field advantage is that big a deal anymore, cold or hot or indoors or outdoors. I'm with you on the NFC. Rams win, I'm not surprised. 49ers win, I'm not surprised. And I would be 
very surprised if Cincinnati goes into Kansas City and wins. And I think that I'm selling Cincinnati short, and I want to talk to you about this. I look at what the Bengals have done. I look at what they did against Kansas City the last time they played. I look at Joe Burrow, who's only in his second year. You made a great point about the national championship game. Yeah, it was college, but he capped off a flawless season. Didn't have any moments where you look like, oh, this guy can't live for this moment. No fucking way in the world that offensive line can allow that many sacks and Cincinnati to go into Kansas City and win. But I like Cincinnati's defense. They've got some big play guys. And here's the other issue. I want to ask you, I know it's one week. That game that Kansas City just had against Buffalo was so enormous. I mean, it was such a high. And boom, you got to come right back down. And now you're hosting the AFC Championship game. Would you be shocked? Would you be shocked? Or would you be surprised? What adjective would you use if Cincinnati ends up beating Cincinnati? I mean, ends up beating Kansas City on Sunday. More surprised than shocked because that quarterback already hung almost 500 yards on in week 17. That's right. Bro. Yes. Up and, and down and, the field. Up and down yeah. the field. Right. And I, and, and I think that game was in Cincinnati. It was, was, it in, was in Cincinnati. But I think he has the mentality we're talking about in the previous conversation. I don't think he cares about your home field advantage. You don't give a shit. He, got, he has got what all the great ones sitting in a room have mentally and emotionally. Like, when he puffs on that cigar and that, you know, you think, well, is this, is this like cosmetic confidence? Joe Burrow beats to a different drum, dude. I'm just telling you, he does. And I, shock would not be the word, surprise, yes. Here's what I'll tell you, and I guarantee Andy, because I heard Andy talk about with all that, Andy Reid had the sound bite, and we played it on our show about the one thing that he sees us pleased with the way we came out with, like I think he said, urgency or energy the following practice after this past week. Keep an eye on the first quarter and a half of this game. One's pissed after they were embarrassed in the offensive line, nine sacks. The other one's coming off an emotional high that I don't know how you reach that again. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I don't. That's like, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's where you, you've, you've just, you know, been with the, 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 the you know, the, at the greater you've, you've hit, the peak, which in the Super Bowl, but Dan, a playoff game, it doesn't get any, even the players. One of the, greatest, one of the greatest games in the history of the NFL. And it exceeded, well, it exceeded every bit of your energy and then some. Yep. You know, I know it didn't go to overtime, but I mean, every ounce of energy you had was left. And don't discount how quickly we, now, if it was two weeks for the Super Bowl, different ballgame, but you only had a week now. Yep. And you're trying to gather yourself and you start to look at the weapons. You tell me offensively. Quarterback's pretty – Mahomes is better, but Joe Burrow ain't far behind. The running back in Cincinnati is better than the best running back in Kansas City. Yep. And their three receivers, the big difference is the tight end position because Jamar Chase is as good as any receiver that other team's got. Yep. I mean, they go through and, and T. Higgins, across, they're pretty damn good. Yep. It's the tight end because Kelsey's the difference maker, but you better defend Jamar Chase because he, he, he ain't half bad either So on the other side. So weapons-wise, I'll have to take a back seat. Where the advantage is Mahomes – and getting sacked nine times, but that front seven was impressive against Tannehill. But that's Tannehill and Derek. That ain't Patrick Mahomes. But right. I was impressed. I thought it was a really good game plan that defense had. This is a different cat you're playing against. Grant, I'm keeping an eye early in this game where the energy level of the Kansas City Chiefs is. I know they, they got to be thinking Super Bowl. Cincinnati's also like, we ain't been here in 30-something. I mean, they got to be thinking, yet none of these guys, most of them weren't even alive the last time Cincinnati sniffed a. I mean, they, they had some playoff games that haven't had a win. I've done a sniff to playoff win. Most of them weren't around. So they're, they're like, can they be overwhelmed? Sometimes not knowing what you don't know 
it helps you. And they're like naive and they just keep going playing. So it won't shock me if they win. I'd be surprised. But I've long since quit after watching quit on that guy and saying, oh, but there's another one. Cincinnati will not blow out Kansas City. No if there's a out, Kansas City will if there's a blowout, you'd lean towards the Kansas City side. I think Cincinnati's gonna fare better, but if they give up nine sacks, you can forget it. it doesn't matter how good Joe Punch. Because yeah. that because because you can overcome nine sacks and Tannehill's an opposing quarterback. You ain't overcoming nine when Mahomes the quarterback. So I'm anxious to see it, but I got a rematch of the Super Bowl two years ago. I've got San Francisco and Kansas City, and I don't think they're gonna live up to what we saw last weekend. But I can see how there's going to be some fireworks, especially offensive fireworks in the Kansas City game and some physical, testy fireworks in the Rams and 49er game. What's interesting, if we do get that rematch, the Niners' defense this year is not as good as that defense was. And I really think a lot of people got on Garoppolo in that Super Bowl. Yes, he did miss Kittle a couple times in the fourth quarter. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But after that celebration in the end zone, when the 49ers thought they had a defensive touchdown and they went fucking berserk and it was called back, the momentum of the game changed from that point forward. And we saw this, again, in Kansas City with the number one ranked defense in the NFL, Buffalo. When they had to stop Kansas City, they couldn't. And in that Super Bowl with San Francisco with the best defense in the NFL all year, when they needed to get a stop or two stops, they could not. And Kansas City and Mahomes was able to score on that vaunted defense. This game, if they do play in the Super Bowl, will be a little bit different because I also don't think Kansas City is as good as that team. And defensively, the Niners, to me, are not as good. And I know we're jumping ahead. we got to get to that matchup. But I'm with you. I want to see that rematch. I think that would be a phenomenal game in two weeks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Couldn't agree more. And you're right on both. Kansas City, I thought, was better in 2019 than they are now. And I, I actually think that the 49ers, while their defense was better, but I think they're uh, they feel to be to me. I don't think Jimmy's going three for eleven in the next fourth quarter in the Super Bowl if he gets there. I don't think that's going to happen. Yet his big problem since he's been league is missing easy throws, not hard ones, easy ones. So I, I hope it gets. Grant, if it gets to eighty percent of what we saw last weekend, oh boy, it'll be a good weekend. It'll be, it'll be a hell of a weekend. So you know these type of things, choke factor will exist. Grant, you know that it, it just does. Coaches, players, we've seen it. And then there's that where some hidden gem's going to be uncovered. Like we saw Davis last week, four touchdown catches for Buffalo. Like, what? And and you're like, where's Stephon Diggs, the two-point conversion? We didn't see much of him, and yet they still should have won the game. Should have done meaning. And here's what I do know about Cincinnati. If they have a lead, things will change with 13 seconds to go. They won't play it like Tampa did. I mean, like Buffalo did. So lessons to be learned from other people's good and other people's mistakes. I think we're in for a hell of a weekend, but – we got it's interesting because it is the Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. We got Mahomes and Burrow and Stafford, and then we got Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm not that how people and when people say well, Jimmy has nothing to do with their success, that's that's unfair to Garoppolo. He doesn't have anything to do with all their success. 
but he definitely has something to do with some of their success. Or Trey Lance would have already played. We talked about that. So I think you're in. Yeah, you and I both think he's as underappreciated yeah. as any player in the conference. And you, you, and when I said that, you used Derek Carr as a comparison, and I was like, you know what? You're right. I think Derek Carr is underappreciated too. But all Garoppolo does is win. I mean, shit. Give me a quarterback that just wins and wins and wins. I, I, I don't care if it's ugly at times. Get me to the next game. Get me to the next week. Think of the man. Think how the narrative will change if Jimmy goes twenty or twenty-eight for two hundred and seventy-five yards and two touchdowns this weekend, Sunday, and then comes back and is the Super Bowl MVP. Oh boy! Think about how the think about how two games the narrative because right now they're still the same narrative. They're winning in spite of him. That's what people say. Think how the narrative will change for that guy. Be a set if he's able to pull that off. I'll tell you if he does, and you can work out a trade with the Giants. I'll fucking pick him up at the airport. All right, I'll and you'll pick him up at the airport. Yeah, and you'll have to give up a first round pick for him too at that stage. You will. <laughs> they will have a first round pick for him. I got, I got two first round picks. I got we got two in the top ten. You know, give give one of them to, to them for him. But I'm actually proud for him. I am. I like I like seeing people succeed in this football stuff and. Now, how can you not be happy for Stafford after what he went through? Absolutely. You're great. You know what I mean? And we got these – Zach Taylor. And Think about the connection. Three of the four teams have that. Zach Taylor, uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shannon. They're all like young minds and, and hot seats. And now they're them. They've sold out to get – I mean, getting all these – giving up all these assets for McVay. And the, the Kyle Shanahan, the sideline quarterback, and Zach Taylor at the beginning of the season, well, if they started out two and nine, he's probably fired. Yep. And now he's sitting there, he's like, hot shot, going to get a new contract. So I think it's pretty cool, man. I, I love the success I for this. But here's the other deal. When you're underappreciated, this can go the other way. If Garoppolo goes in on Sunday, does not play well, all right, you and I both know instead of your narrative, if he has two picks and the Niners lose in the fourth quarter because Garoppolo made a bad read and made a careless throw, then you know what they're going to want to run him out of town. It's time for Trey Lance. So it works both ways when you're underappreciated like, like if, Jimmy Garoppolo. If he goes and pisses down his leg and he's the reason they lose, they will, he will even, they, they, he'll get off the team playing and they'll already have him shipped out of town. And Kyle will get ripped for not benching him. I, you know, I, that's how we do. Well, that's how people do in pro sports. All, oh, I mean, in a hurry. He'd think about this: the dude, he would have been, he would have been to two super. If he wins this game, he would have been to two Super Bowls with his team in three years. And the other one, he was hurt most. The other one in twenty twenty. And if he plays great, narrative completely shifts. If he plays poorly. That that's Jimmy. Say so he can't make the big blow. I mean, it's crazy. So when people say well, there's more pressure on Stafford, you're ass. There's pressure on all these guys, man. There's pressure on they all feel it, man. Some are going to be thrown up in the locker room before the game because that's what they do. You just don't want to throw up on the field during the game because that'll cause you some problems. Hey, I got. I need a little help here because I I don't know how to handle this. On Saturday here. The high temperature is only going to be 58, and it could get down as low as 39. And I just don't know how to handle that. So do you have any advice for me? Well, sit in your basement and hit your keyboard and start cussing motherfuckers out. How about that? Put a blanket around your shoulders. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with you? A lot. Dude, and see, and see, that's a great thing. I, I, you know when people say self-deprecating? Mine ain't self-deprecating. When you say what's wrong with me, a lot. Dude, I'm the guy that goes into the psychologist. You know, you, you go in there and say, yeah, I'm obsessive compulsive or I got this and help me. By the end of the fucking conversation, I'm sitting at their desk and they're laying on the couch. That's <laughs> what I think. 
<laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but here's the problem with that. You don't end up getting paid for that. You know, they still get paid even though they're on the couch. I, I'm the one that look and say, dude, you fucked me so much. And I got to pay them to fuck them up. See what I'm saying? And, and they're not cheap. So there you go, brother. That's me. That describes me in a nutshell. There you go. And I own it. Too. There you, you go. Have a, you, you're a beauty. You have a great weekend, and we'll do it again on Tuesday, man, and we'll get ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're getting ready to break down the 49ers and the Chiefs in a rematch. I can't wait. Have a great one, man. Good stuff. You too, buddy. All right. Thank you very much for everyone joining us right here on No Filter Network. For Sean Salisbury, Grant Napier, so long, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.